Welcome back to another edition of the EDVC podcast. Eric Dobrats and Brian Coleman. And Brian, the uh, 2022 NFL draft is behind us. Uh, lots to talk about. Giants, Jets, Patriots, your Cowboys again, showing they have no idea what they're doing in the first round. So we'll get to all that. We'll get to all that. But Yeah, I'm going to put that nugget away for, for in a minute. For a minute. 10 yeah. million people watched the draft, which was down from last year. But, you know, this draft lacked a lot of star power, just a lot of very good players, I'd say, but no one where – that would move the needle as far as getting the average sports fan to watch. No, absolutely right. Right. You know, it always, whenever there's not a marquee quarterback, like last year we had Trevor Lawrence a couple of years ago, we had Donald. And even if you don't know like who those guys are, like if you're not a super college fan, you knew that they were like the number, there was no question. They were the consensus pick. So it's kind of, and even, even beyond that, there was no, we talked about last week. There's no, um, like Miles Garrett, there was no consensus number one, and so you're right. Yeah. We, it was a draft going in where I was reading. It's a really good draft. There's a bunch of like B plus players, but there may not be any like superstars. But the Jets and Giants are hoping that there's at least a few. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> let's start with the Jets. They I, everyone says the Jets and the Giants both did very well. I mean, again, talk to me in three years. We'll see right. what happens. How these guys pan out, but. Both teams addressing needs, I guess, would be the best way to describe it, right? The Jets go offensive, get a defensive back, they get an offensive lineman, and they get a defensive pass rusher. So three guys who could help right away, right? Yeah, and both teams, I think you could say, they address needs, but they also had a lot of needs. So they couldn't really go wrong, I guess. But, yeah, I liked a lot of what the Jets did a lot. Um, Sauce Gardner, the cornerback, everyone says he's – I know he, he was the second cornerback taken. I saw everywhere he was like – by far the number one quarterback, but so the Jets might have even gotten a little lucky there. Yeah. Uh, got a really good ride receiver at Ohio State with at least Garrett Wilson. Again, we think these guys are good. And then the guy that kept falling, one of these guys that kept, uh, you know, some of these guys fell, fall. Every year we see guys fall from where they're projected. Jermaine Johnson, a pass rusher out of, out of Florida State. Um, you know, they, they, I, the Jets were smart. They had a ton of picks and they said, hey, we got some picks. Why don't we drop back into the first round? And they grabbed three, which should be three impact players in the first round. I mean, that's a, they did a great job. I, I thought the Jets did a really good job. You're right. We won't know for three years, but I don't think you can quibble a lot, at least on day one or day or night, night one on what the Jets did. And again, we don't know any of these players. Let's, no, let's we don't. <clears throat> we watch them on TV. Occasionally we read stuff. I mean, you're a big, you're more into the draft maybe than I am per se. Um, but the Giants draft a defensive uh, end who has a big personality, and then they go offensive line. So those were two glaring needs for the Giants. So, again, yeah. it's about needs for teams that aren't very good, right? Yeah, no, exactly. And the Giants, it's interesting. Um, and we're going to talk more about the draft later this week. We're going to do a little more in-depth stuff on it. But, yeah, the Giants really, again, uh, John, Joe Shine, I hope I'm saying his name right. Shane. Sorry. The- Shane. Joe Shane, the new, new GM, and the new coach, Brian Dable, both come out of the Buffalo Bills program. And, you know, it, yeah, I mean, they had the fifth pick and the seventh pick. They go grab a guy, Kayvon Thibodeau, who a lot of people thought might be the number one player picked a couple months ago. Uh, I did hear it described one way about Kayvon Thibodeau. Uh, one guy who, one of these draft analysts said, here's the thing you know about Kayvon and his personality. When you interview him, you've got to bring two chairs, one for Kayvon and one for his ego. <laughs> so I thought that was a great line. Um, yep. So. That might I've often off. said that about you before we do this podcast. Yeah, exactly. Well, no, There's just actually three channels on the Zoom right now. Give a big ass. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Boom. We got a pass rusher. I mean, how long has it been since the Giants had a guy who go get the quarterback that scared the other team in terms of protecting the quarterback? And then this guy, Evan Neal, is like, he's like, 
again, rated really high, an offensive tackle, no flaws to a game. Like I know that there's no downside. You pick Evan Neal, you put him at tackle. Sounds like he's going to be the right tackle and you don't worry about it for 10 years. That's a really good job in the first round. Evan Neal, who by the way, got um, accepted and offered by Yale and Harvard. I don't know if you heard that, but that's a nice, that. nice little nugget. I mean, you know, here's a kid Smart who's kid. not only a great football player, but a great academic student as well. So, listen, uh, the, the other thing, the Patriots, I mean, they select a guy at the end of the first round. They move, they trade down, which is the want. They do it every year, it yep. seems like, but they pick an offensive lineman. Look, I never heard of the guy. I mean, no one. They was projected as a top 100 pick, and they grab him at what? Was it 29, something yeah, like that? Yeah, I, I saw him. I was reading about him because my, my team was going to – I knew my team was going to go hunting for guards, so I read about some of these guys. This guy, Cole Strange, strange pick because I read a couple places. He's a third. He's projected to be a third round. The Pats went up. I got him in the first round. Seemed like a massive reach. <laughs> yep. And then they go get a wide receiver from Baylor. In the last few years, drafting Baylor wide receivers has been not good. Denzel I mean, Mims was just – Corey, uh, Corey Coleman. Yeah, Denzel yeah. Mims. This guy, Thornton, who I don't know much about, but I was reading again, going back to my little cheat sheet draft guide saying projected fifth rounder, they take him in the second round. But then they draft two running backs. The Patriots had a weird, weird draft. And the Cole Strange kid is the one who we're going to we're going to localize this by this comment. The Cole Strange kid is the one that the uh, New Haven product and UConn defensive tackle, Travis Jones, who was drafted by the Baltimore Ravens at 76. Was it yep, third think? round? Yep. Um he was another player that they thought could go anywhere between 30 and 80, you know, that type of, but uh, obviously yeah. UConn media who covered the team were hoping he'd go higher, but anyway, he goes to Baltimore, which I think is a great fit for him, but he destroyed Cole Strange at the, um, at the senior bowl, senior bowl. There was video that went viral of him blowing the kid up, pushing him back, you know, 20 yards off the ball, just driving right through. Yeah. It's, it's weird. Tra- and that, good for Travis Jones. Cause he did have a really good senior bowl. That's where he jumped on the radar. I thought he'd go again, not trying to be Mel Kuyper. I thought he'd go number two, but you know, he dropped to three, still pretty good. And you're right, just a perfect spot with that Ravens defense. And the yeah. Ravens, again, not the word gonna do a lot about the Baltimore Ravens. They're they're one of those teams that like, and I agree, like they just every year they just nail the draft and they look like they nailed it again. So even if they're not a Super Bowl team, they're always good because they always draft well. And not to go too deep into the water here, but we had several, <laughs> I was at like eight trades for crying out loud. Oh, the yeah. Course of the draft. Uh, a couple of big players. You know, you have to answer this for me. A.J. Brown and Hollywood Brown, right? right Hollywood yep. Brown yeah, uh, from the yep. Ravens were both traded in the first round, not to the Green Bay Packers. Please right. explain that to me, what the Green Bay Packers are doing with Aaron Rodgers, and they draft an inside linebacker in the first An inside linebacker that, again, I'm going to do my Mel Kuyper thing here, was rated as the third best linebacker on his college team, yep. uh, Quay, Quay Walker from uh, Georgia. Yeah, and I don't. I get it. Like, why are you moving up to get one of these receivers? And the receivers went fast. After the Jets took Garrett Wilson at 10, they flew off the board. I was hoping one of them would fall to my Cowboys at 24. I love Chris Olave from Ohio State, the other guy from Ohio State. Didn't happen. But, like, yeah, I don't know what the Packers are doing. And then and they had two first-round picks. They took the linebacker. Then I forget. I think they took Devon Wyatt, another Georgia guy. Uh, again, great Georgia defense, uh, defensive tackle. Like that's, I don't think defensive tackle and off ball linebacker help your 38 year old quarterback, but yeah. And yeah. W- listen, I would not, the Cardinals, I don't know what the, again, we're going to get a little deep here. The Cardinals, I love Hollywood Brown. He's a fun player, but he's not like a number one receiver. The Cardinals gave up. He's a, a home run hitter. hitter. He's a home, he's run, a home hitter. run hitter. He, you know, but he's like, they gave him a first round pick for the guy, but you're right to get and then AJ Brown. You're going to have to pay him. That's fine. But you know, it doesn't seem like the Packers really 
they they ended up getting a guy. I'm looking at this now, Christian Watt or Christian Watson from uh, North Dakota State, noted powerhouse North Dakota State, who gave us Carson Wentz, and hasn't that worked out well? <laughs> so you know what? If it pisses off Aaron Rodgers and he, like he's not sure if he's going to come to training camp, we all are entertained by that. So I'm fine with it. Yeah, we want drama, Brian. We, we're yeah. rooting. We want. We root for drama. That, that that's exactly what we're talking. about. Yeah, they got some some kick ass wide receiver in the first round. Boring. Nothing to argue yeah. about. No interest in that. Exactly. No interest. Um, anything else? I mean, I'm trying to think. Uh, winners and losers, man. Again, it's uh, with no real star power. I mean, the local guys, like we talk about, Jets and Giants did well. Patriots, who knows? Just a. I think you said it best. A weird draft. We had some local players go. As I mentioned, Travis Jones was drafted. Uh, a defensive back from Yale uh, was drafted. I don't recall when Rodney Thomas, who was a cornerback. It was late. Uh, and again, I, I apologize. Well for where, yeah, I'm not sure where he was picked, but he was drafted by the uh, Colts. He had a few guys sign free agent deals. Uh, Tyshawn James, a kid from Middletown, Connecticut, was a quarterback in Middletown High School. Went and learned how to play wide receiver at Central Connecticut. Had a great combine. Uh, really one of those sleeper type kids that you kind of find one of those hidden gems. He was signed with the Atlanta Falcons. It might be a good spot because they, the Falcons <clears throat> drafted a wide receiver at eight, uh, number uh, Drake London, who's the, yep. was the first wide receiver drafted. But even still, that's a team that has like no wide receivers. Yep. So that could be an, that, that he was able to get there. That could be an awesome spot for a kid trying to latch onto a, a roster. Well, we'll have to wait and see. But again, whenever local kids go, Ryan Vandemark, who was in left tackle at UConn, I believe he signed with the Colts. Again, a lot of these free agent guys, they bounce around. Um, but the NFL draft 2022, like I said, not a lot of star power. 10 million people watched it uh, compared to 15 million the year before. But again, star power, no big names. Uh, I'm yeah. sure you watched every second of it because the other alternative is talking to your family. So. That's a funny haha joke that you don't make every week. I, I, I'm, you know, I did watch some of it, and then I, but it's. Oh, were you watching on ABC or ESPN, Brian? I was watching uh, NFL Network. Where were you watching it? On the NFL Network. On the NFL Network. I'm not a huge fan of the what ESPN's done with the announcing crew, and I like Rich Eisen, but I got to be honest, it's somewhat antiquated because. If you follow this on social media, and I'm not enough of a draft dork, and I was waiting to see how the Cowboys would screw up their first round pick, which I think they did. Mm. Like, if you're on Twitter, like you, they're they are so far behind in these picks because they announce a pick, then they go see Goodell, and then the pick gets his hat, and then the pick goes and do, they do interviews with Melissa Stark. They were doing this on uh, NFL Network. Yeah, that's fine in 1997 because you get time to kill between the 10 minutes of picks. Number one, teams don't take up that time anymore. Like it's like four or five minutes. They're at the most, they're up there. So you're falling behind, you're losing to social media. So was I watching and also refreshing my phone like a like an idiot? Yeah. Yes, guilty on both counts. Yeah. No, the uh the it was annoying because they put it like as a former TV producer, when they put the pick is in, I want Cadell walking to the podium. Exactly. I don't want it three minutes later. I don't, I mean, when I see the words, the pick is in on the screen, I want the pick. Yeah. Like I'm glad the guy just picked, you know, in the first round and loves his mom and he's grateful for the opportunity to go play for, I don't know, Indianapolis. That's yeah. wonderful. But I can see that later. Like nobody cares. At all. Our attention spans are gotten very short. Wait, what'd you say? Exactly. Thank you. All right, listen, we're going to take a timeout. When we come back, we're going to talk about the Mets throwing another Fugazi no hitter in the franchise. First one didn't count. The second one was the 18 pitcher. So we'll talk there about the go. Fugazi no hitter just to tweak Brian a little bit. Oh. Uh, and then, by the way, they're just 
Steve Alonso gets hit with a changeup, and you think they're throwing at him. Oh my God, relax, will you please? They hit thirty. They've been hit. been hit one hundred thirty-seven times in the first month. The first month. Changeup. Changeup. They're not. They're not the sixty-one Yankees. Let's relax. It's been twenty games of the season. Calm down. Here I was about to praise your Yankees as the hottest team in baseball. Throw you a little love, and you just completely peel over my Mets. My first place to your Mets. Here's what a very Met fan thing to say right now: a Gary Cohen thing. If if he was a, he would say the best team in New York. That's a very Met broadcaster thing to say. Because they can't okay. help themselves. But they're both off to a great start. They're both off to a great start. And we're going to get into winning right now. Mets are yep. winning right now. They have Francisco Lindor mic'd up, which is making me laugh because I'm sure it's annoying the hell out of Scherzer on the mound, knowing oh. that Lindor is mic'd up. Uh, 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 yeah, I mean. Uh, As we talked about last week. Yeah. I'm sure he is not thrilled. And by the way, what kind of cleats does Lindor have on? Brian? You heard it here first. I can't tell. I'm looking at it. He's White, on date. plain cleats. What's wrong with that? Nothing. I told you Scherzer didn't want him wearing any funky colors when he's on the well, mound last listen week. Listen to your pitcher when you especially with Max Scherzer. If he wants to go out there, you know, wearing red socks and a you know polka dot hat, do it. Yeah, it looking like Ben Simmons at shortstop. That's you know fine. Mean? All right, we gotta take a timeout. We come back, we'll talk about the Metsies, the Yanks, and a whole bunch of other things. Birthday list which I haven't even looked at yet. Take it away, Good. Way to be prayer. Yeah. Uh all's well. We talk about that every week. All's well believes in the power of a good night's sleep. The folks at Allswell back it up with their signature mattress. This mattress is designed to make good sleep accessible to all. The Allswell features hybrid mattress technology, combines the best of both worlds, memory foam, individually wrapped coils for a winning blend of comfort and support. Hey, the goals sacrificing quality or luxury. The result, the Allswell Queen mattress, it costs, wait a minute, you, you're getting, this is true. The cost starts at $345 for a queen size mattress. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I wouldn't be allowed to say that. Uh, they tell me I get, you know, I can't make this stuff up. $345 for a queen size mattress. I don't know if you knew this, Eric, but Mother's Day is coming up. Wait, Why not what? give mom a little what? yeah, give mom a little gift here? Um bought it today. Thank you very much. Very good. Time to help maybe get a few more things for mom. Thanks to allswell.com. Allswell wants you to help celebrate mom this year. Now through May 9th, use the promo code thanks mom for 20% off mattresses and 25% off bed, bath, and spa products. Um, you know, give mom a little spa product. You're gonna love that stuff. So remember, that's the promo code is thanks mom. That's one word, thanks mom, all capital letters. Now through May 9th, and get 20% off the mattresses and 25% off bed, bath, and spa. Treat mom well, save well when you go to all's well. All right. <clears throat> I got to jump. I got I to interrupt you. I don't mean to ruin our flow. I'm not sure that I sent you the birthday list without, usually I delete the ages, and I might have sent you the you ages. Did not. You did not okay. send me the ages. I, not I, sent you, I just sent you another one just in case. I don't want you to cheat. No, no I, know, I would I never. I, I resent that remark. I would never. Uh, you're right. You're right. You would never ruin the integrity of this game. All right. So, all right. Let's start with your Mets. Uh, they're playing tonight. We're taping this at eight o'clock on a uh, Sunday night. The Mets are playing the Philadelphia Phillies, trying to take two or three from the Phillies and win yet another series. They threw a no hitter on Friday night. Combined no hitter. Yeah, Fugazi. You know, combined no hitter. Um, you know, a bunch of pitchers throwing it. The Yankees throw a no hitter like 30 years ago with the guy who went eight innings and they still call it a no hitter. So stop. I think they changed it. It was Andy Hawkins. Andy Hawkins. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not like exactly. No, it's technically it's a no hitter. Like that's, that's fine. I don't like, I'm just teasing you. Really. I, here's how much You're I was so into, sensitive. No, oh but here's how much God, I was like, fans. 
you're not. I was watching the game, and when it, you know uh, when they came when they, the game ended, uh, the closer DS struck out the side to end the game. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, they threw a no hitter because it's not the same if it's it was five no. pitchers. No. I mean, great for them. They all pitched well. Their starter though, who's played really pitched really well, Tyler McGill. Mm-hmm. He threw like 88 by like third inning. He was up to 88 pitches. So you knew he probably wasn't going to, you know, you know, they'd have to take him out like a horse and take him out and like shoot him if they let him complete the game after with that many pitches, which I don't advocate doing. <clears throat> so and it's fine. Right. It's a, a win's a win over the Phillies, Eric. It's always sweet. It is. And by the way, uh, just to I digress for a second here. Great radio last week. Chris Russo arguing with Steve Phillips on whether or not Clayton Kershaw should have stayed in the game when he had a perfect game going into the eighth inning. Okay, I didn't hear this, but so you know the Kershaw had seven. I know he had like seventy-five perfect pitches, in it, eighty, and was eighty yeah. pitches, and he was had a perfect game through seven, and he was on a pitch count. And Mad Dog was saying you have to go back out there and try to throw the perfect game. And Phillips saying no, he's on a pitch count. You know you got to protect these guys. Blah blah blah. It was twenty-eight degree weather in Minnesota when he was pitching, and of course, dogs start screaming. Then why is he pitching in the first place? If you want to him pitch in the first place, yes, and he should have been three innings. Just take him out to the third inning. And the point, and I'm saying this, the point that I enjoyed was Chris, hundred percent right. That is the problem with baseball. One of the many things wrong with the game. You got the fans sitting there hoping to witness a little history, and you yank the guy out of. Steve, it's third. Okay, we're not talking about 136 pitches through the seventh inning. He's got 80 pitches, Steve. Are you yeah. telling me Kurt Kershaw cannot go past 80 pitches? It's April. He's gone all year. Yeah, it was classic. It's something so he, like that. I can't <clears throat> be mad, dog. Again, you go one batter at a time. You can't. It, it just and, and and Steve Phillips has. You know, he's like you're crazy. It, 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 you can find it on the internet or wherever you can find it. I will. Chris Russo and Steve Phillips point. But he's on. But I, my point is valid because I agree with you. If it's like, oh man, Kershaw is laboring. Like it's like, it's a yeah. perfect game of like funkiness where he's gone to a million three uh, full counts and a bunch of balls fouled off. And damn it, if you look up and it's like he's through hundred, he's close to one hundred ten pitches through seven. Then you really have to make a difficult decision. Yeah, and then, uh, like Johan Santana did in the first Fugazi Mets no hitter. He went out there and threw. What 138 pitches in his or something like that, and he yeah. probably hurt, hurt his career. You know, he was never the same after that because he, oh, he wasn't all kinds of health problems. But he wanted the history. Look at mm-hmm. Matt Harvey when he came out in the ninth inning after the what did he have? Tommy John, the thoracic surgery. Yeah, in the World Series, he game five, up, <clears throat> game five. You know? Yep. So sometimes you just wish these players say, you know what, I- I'm going back out there, and you know, same thing with resting players when they rest these guys on nights. Uh, no, I'm going to play. Sorry, I'm going to. Yankees yeah. rested Aaron Judge on Saturday, one of the That's hottest it. hitters in baseball right now, and they have an off day on Thursday. So it's not like they're playing yeah. 17 in a row like, like the Red Sox did, and it's still yeah. early in the season. And then he goes yeah. and hits two more home runs today. I mean, come on. Ah, he's ra- raging hot, just like your Yankees, the hottest team in baseball, mm. at least the hottest team in the American League. Wow, the New York football, uh, New York baseball Yankees. Nine straight wins, 11 out of 12 they've won. Uh, again, it's against Detroit, Cleveland, Baltimore and kansas city but again yeah. if they went six and seven or six and six during this stretch of games we'd be screaming on this podcast about how bad the team is. you know be, yeah that's what you're supposed to do so it's you, winter, you can't win either way yeah go do what you're supposed to do those teams aren't supposed to be good go stack your wins get those nope. wins the rays were 18 and one against the orioles last year and they won the division because the yankees were exactly 11 and seven or 12 and seven you 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 know yeah I mean we're talking the same truth. It's cool when you and I agree. I think it makes for just a lovely podcast. Oh, it does. It does. It does. Hey, but listen, the the good part about this is the Yankees and the Mets 
playing really well right now. It's mm-hmm. all that matters. It's fine. Uh, the Red Sox lost in Baltimore today. They are really struggling out of the gate. They have players who couldn't play in Toronto because they weren't vaccinated. They they just are not playing well right now. And I'll tell you what, that could get ugly up there. Real ugly. They, yeah. And you might they might be big time. And they got some pieces they could sell, Brian. J.D. Martinez, uh, Nathan Eovaldi. Right. Uh, they do have some – Matt Barnes, if he gets healthy, a, a good reliever. Good relief uh, pitcher. Somebody so out of the pen. They got some guys that they can sell. So we'll and see what happens. That will be ugly because, as you know, you know, the playoffs, at least for this year, have expanded, which <clears> means more teams – at least more teams are able to convince themselves that they're still in the hunt at the trade deadline. So the Red Sox are in such dire straits. I don't know if I mean that dire straits is the white – word to use there two words um but they're selling at the trade deadline that's you're right that's going to get ugly see what happens yeah they cannot but their pitching's been bad and like yeah i think today i saw kevin plowecki who was a catcher for the mets came, came in yeah came in to pitch for the red Sox like in the seventh inning that tells you it's not going well Oof. so let's, let's switch gears here for a second the baseball teams are doing well the red Sox are struggling what do you think about the celtics one of their series against milwaukee bucks today who a lot of people thought they were going to you know, have no problem winning this one, but the Bucks are tough. They are really tough. Bucks are really good. No, I don't. Th- I I thought this was. I'll stay. I'll stay by this. Um, I think whoever wins this series is going to the is going to the finals. And again, I know there there's the matter of you have to go play the Eastern Conference Finals after this series. But yep. these are the two best teams in the East. But Milwaukee is kind of under the radar. They had a big injury at losing Chris Middleton, um, one of the one of their all stars for this whole series, but. Watch that game today, and what a difference for the Celtics. And Celtics, you know, doesn't mean they're out of it. It's one game, still a really good team. They couldn't shoot the ball to save their lives today. No. But big difference, Celtics. I mean, I know Nets have the star power. Big difference between the, playing that small Nets team that can't defend for the to save their lives versus a big Bucks team that uh, the world, you know, defending NBA champs, still know how to defend and still have Giannis. And yet again, he's Giannis great. is he's Giannis so is the best. He's, he's the best play. He's the best player in the world. Yeah, he's he's he really so is. underrated. He he does he does everything. I don't know what his line was at 24, 13, and 12 or something like that today. Yeah, I mean mm-hmm. and just does everything. He's impossible to defend. He does it on both ends of the floor. And running I, up the court today, running the break at the middle of the floor several times, going towards the middle, then kicking it out for the wide open threes to his shooters. I just was like Guy's seven feet tall, handling the ball run. I mean, they talk about uh, Durant's ability to handle the ball, but Giannis is just as good. They run the whole offense. They throw the whole offense to him, and they they spread the floor out. They have size. Robin Lopez um, always kills the Celtics. Um, We'll see what happens. Again, the Celtics, the two bit, the the Celtics big players, um, Jason Tatum and especially Jalen Brown had Jalen Brown had an awful game. Someone get hurt today. Jalen Brown, well. Marcus Smart left with uh, early in the uh, late in the first half with what looked to be a dislocated shoulder because he he like ran off as soon as he got hit in the shoulder he ran off the court holding his shoulder dangling as someone who's dislocated his shoulder like seven times I know exactly oh, what that geez. looks like uh, but he they said it was a contusion he came back in yeah uh, he again he's you know defensive player of the year so they can't lose him but again it's one game and I think will probably be a six or seven game series but I also thought the Celtics Nets was going to go to seven games so who knows now did you watch any of the second game the Warriors I did Memphis? now did I you watched- think that if you didn't watch at home folks if you get a second Draymond Green was ejected from the game for a flagrant two mm-hmm. what was your take 
I thought that was a little harsh. I don't like Draymond Green, so I like that he got ejected. But so I, thought did was, I. I thought it was a little overreaction. I thought the weird jump ball at the end of the game was bizarre. Total bailout call by the way. A bailout call because you know the only the coaches can challenge it. Why wasn't uh, it reviewable in the final two minutes of the game? I have no idea, and it should be. We do have all these. They review everything else at the end of games and slow the last two minutes of the game so that it takes an hour and a half and they can't review that. I mean, the officiating, and I wrote about it on Twitter. I mean, I'm not, I'm not breaking new ground here, but the officiating, a lot right. of bad officiating in the NBA. The, offici- the officiating was terrible. It was terrible. It was awful in the first game. It was pretty bad in the second game. Yeah, I mean, the problem with NBA officiating is the same thing. They always just anticipate the call. Instead of waiting the extra second, they anticipate and they get burned all. Yeah, and then – you know, that, that, that happens over and over. And again, like a game, play at the end of the game today, like if you're going to have the rules in there, then be consistent. Why can we review this play, but we can't review that play? It's the end of a playoff game. Yeah, 100%. 100% right. Having Still said that, I can't believe John Morant missed that layup at the, at the buzzer. I thought that was going in. I was so – again, folks, uh, we'll get off. I know this. if you haven't watched it, sorry. Yeah. Um, I was thrilled because that coach drew up a fantastic play. When mm-hmm. I'm sitting there watching Morant at half court on Oh my God, they're going to deny him the ball. Okay. But they're not even going to let him touch it. He's the best player on the team. He's not going to touch the ball. And then he cuts to the hoop. Yeah. He made that same shot earlier in the week against um, Minnesota. Yeah. Minnesota at the end. Great, great play, though. Great play. Another great player. So, all right. NBA playoffs. So, we'll, uh, Celtics are back at it on Tuesday night. We are going to take one more time out because I want to kind of combine a music story with your birthdays, Brian. Perfect. Absolutely. Perfect you do that. segue. So uh, we'll be back with more right after this. Oh, sure. Uh, Instacart. You know, we talk about all the time. We need to say you, you can save from home. You can shop from home and save with Instacart. And this and, <clears throat> and Mother's Day is coming up. So I got a little something to tell you. Between now and May 9th, get your first free delivery of let me read. Okay, let me do this again. Your first delivery of over 10 bucks or more is going to be free between now and May 9th when you use Instacart. That's sort of you might not think of like Instacart for shopping for mom, but if you lo- go to your local stores, you'll see you can shop in places like Staples and uh, Walgreens or Walmart. So it's not just groceries, it's still groceries, but you know, it's easy to find shop from those stores and pick up a little something for mom, maybe some flowers, maybe some candy. You know, maybe maybe a pack of smokes. I don't know. I don't know how they're. I don't know what the, what the thing is on that. So, um, it's it's really easy. Go on to Instacart.com, sign up. It takes about three minutes. Go on and look up. They'll have a whole list of stores. Start shopping from your local stores, and now through May 9th, you'll get free delivery of your first order of ten bucks or more. Sort of help out, help celebrate mom. What's better, shopping for you know shopping for Mother's Day from your couch? It's awesome. So save when you shop from home with Instacart. All right. So we have some music news here, Brian, a little country music news. Uh, yeah. Country music connected to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sally Parton was selected for the Hall of Fame. And a couple of weeks ago, maybe a month ago, she said, you know what? She was not going to uh, accept the honor of going not to in the it. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame because she thought, you know what? I'm a country singer. I don't think it's, you know, it's for me. But after reconsidering it and maybe uh, – Thinking a little bit more about the honor, she said, you know what? I am going to do it. So Dolly Parton in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. You all right with that? Know. No, it doesn't seem, it seems weird. I'm not, I guess my problem is just, well, can we just stop calling it the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? 
Music Hall of Fame. There you go. Yeah, there you go. Music Hall of Fame. You got. I mean, there's rap got, stars in there now. You isn't got there? rap in there. You got hip hop. You got Motown. You got you know, probably an Irish folk band in there. I don't know. I mean, yeah. so if Dolly's in, I think we pretty much. Um, I think we're pretty much encompassing all music across the musical spectrum. Maybe all, not gen- all genres. All genres. All genres. Right? Yeah. Well, good for Dolly. You know what? She's had oh, a wonderful career. Dolly. She's a brilliant songwriter. Mm-hmm. Uh, no skin off my nose. Uh, I know. And I know you fun. love her. You're a big yeah. Dolly fan. Going back, you know, your younger days. Hey, she's had quite a career. At she has. She's like 77 or maybe 80. I don't even know how old she is. I don't know. We'll save that for next time she has a birthday. All right. Well, speaking yeah. of birthdays, we got eight minutes left in this lovely podcast. I just heard it. So you have a list of birthdays and you did not give me the ages, but we're going to segue from Dolly Parton to another iconic country music singer. Mm-hmm. And that is the great Willie Nelson. A singer, an actor, an actor, an activist. And I'm still kicking myself for not going to see him at the College Street Music uh, Theater in New Haven here. Uh, was it 2018 or something like that? He played on Labor Day weekend. I'm like, oh, I'll go see him another time. Yeah, and maybe well, I will, but I would like to see Willie. Well, and again, we're not wishing Willie any, you know, we hope Willie's around us forever, but don't wait too long because, you know, Willie's, you know, we'll, we'll, let's just get to it. What? How old is Willie uh, this weekend? Uh, Willie is 86. Uh, Willie is 89. Oh, all right. I, you know, I thought 90 was a little old, but he's right in the ballpark there. 80, 89 years old. I mean, it's just some of the great songs that guy's written. And even if you don't great like country songwriter. music, he's more outlaw country than anything else. Oh, definitely outlaw country. No he was a great that. songwriter before he got famous as a performer. So yep. I think he wrote Crazy. I think that's his song. He did write Crazy. Yeah, which is one of the great songs. But anyway, I digress. All right, who's next on your list, Brian? Uh, uh, TV funny man, as we would say in the night. As we would what say are you talking 90s, about this country music? Uh, TV funny man, uh, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> oh, man. I'll tell you what, Brian. This, this weekend, will flip, make you feel old. I just flip around this weekend, and I'll tell you what. Anytime that damn show is on, I watch it. Anytime. I don't care. My wife gets so angry at me. You've seen this a thousand times. I'm going to do the inside Seinfeld joke where somebody today, speaking of Aaron Judge and his home runs, one of his home runs tied him for 24th all time on the list. Uh, Danny Tartable. No, no, <laughs> but no, tied of all time on the Yankee list, 24, tied with Joe Pepitone, who oh, uh, would led uh, one of the writers on the Twitter to say that he also, Pepitone, also the found, also person who founded, who discovered Central Park. Yeah, that's that's right. yeah, I do. <laughs> Joe Papato. Uh, yeah. What was that? 1911. Too much beef, Yeah, the dog had the damn horse. Fed too much beef. What was the horse's name? Rusty. Rusty the horse. Rusty the horse. Jerry Seinfeld, Brian, is 66. Jerry Seinfeld is 68. Wow. My mom is 69, and she listens to this podcast. Mom, I never thought you two were the same age. I always thought you were a lot younger, Mom. Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, Happy um, Mother's Day. Uh, Mother's Day coming a week early, apparently. <laughs> there you go. But Jerry Seinfeld, 60. I, wow, that's great. That's very young. When you're in your late 60s, very young. Very young. Yes, yes, yes. couple more here. One of them. But speaking of young. Not a household name, but uh, you know, guy, one of those guys I've seen in like four movies, but there's movies I can always watch. Uh, Burt Young, like probably if you're our age. household name. What are you talking about? Burt Young. Uh, Pauly from the Rocky films. He is a household name, Brian. What are you talking? Okay, he's about? a household name. Was in the Sopranos. Was in a bunch. Oh of yeah. Uh, was in uh, what's the movie where Rodney Dangerfield goes to college? Back to school. Back to school. Yep. Wow, that's Burt Young. Man, he's been around a long time. He's not young. No, eighty-five. 
I would have thought he was older too. Um, he's 80. Again, not say, you know, he's 82. Gerald Tommaso De Louise is his real name. I don't know yeah. why I changed it. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, 82. All right. Burt Young, 82. All right. We got one more on the list. Uh, I think we've done, I think we've done her every year since we've started doing this podcast, but yeah, I just always love, love doing it. One of my favorite ones to do because still a knockout yet still makes me, makes me feel very old. The actress, Michelle Pfeiffer. Who hasn't been anything, I think. And when's the last time she's been in something? Uh, Probably the last time Burt Young was in something. Uh, Sopranos. Michelle Pfeiffer, 62. Uh, way off. No, you're not way off. You're you're in your the realm of you know the realm the plus minus. She don't pitch him a fastball. I'm sorry, I'm watching Kyle Schwarber bat against the Mets. Um, Michelle Pfeiffer, wait for it, is 64. Wow, uh, another fascinating list, Brian. Great job. Thank you. Nice segue from Dolly to Willie. Yep. You know, you're a producer. This is yeah. Producer. I mean, we, this that we we nice segues. This is professional. You know, we're not uh, you're, you're not dealing with amateurs here. We got four minutes and 10 seconds left in this podcast. Uh, we have a big uh, religious event at your house today. Was there something going on at your house today? Uh, not at my house. We don't have religion. Did yeah, you have a cake? My, uh, we, did, we had cake, but we didn't have it at my house. Yeah. Uh, my youngest daughter had her first communion, which was. Congratulations. Nice Thank you. Uh, we're not Catholics, so it's not, we don't have to have a whole party and all that crap. So like, uh, as my late father used to say, the damn Catholics, everything's a big production with them. So you're, I thought you're Latvian Orthodox. We are Latvian Orthodox. I actually took the test. I said, Fada. <laughs> I met father, but I said, Fada. Uh, you got the Kavorka, as they say. <laughs> Kavorka. The Kavorka. So yeah, a little something special, a little something milestone for my Congrats. younger daughter. Congratulations. Glad to hear it. We're uh, in May. It's crazy. You're right. We got crazy stuff coming ahead. All right. So let's promote that real quick before we sign off here. Uh, we're going to get into the NFL draft. It's a standalone little podcast. Brian's a raging uh, interview with one of our former interview guests, a big time New York City writer. We'll say about that. Uh, next week is Mother's Day. So I'll be working. So maybe we'll do this again. Take a little yes. lunch break to talk to you. And then. Uh, sure. Kyle Schwarber just hit another home run. No, we didn't. Yes, he did. did. Wow. Oh my God, this is unbelievable. It's unbelievable they keep doing this. I keep saying don't pitch to him. Unbelievable. <laughs> Stop pitching him. <laughs> oh, this, this is amazing. Is uh, he's hit like 19 home runs in the last two years against the Mets. Change Stop up. pitching to Change him. Up. Change up going down and away, and he went and got it. Wow. Just pitch away. Look at his back on his knee like Reggie Jackson. Whoa. Oh, Lord. And you're like a minute ahead of me on my feet, so I'm like, you're just – He's got band box at City Field. Well, he owns that band box. Unbelievable. All right, we got to go. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC. Thoroughly depressed now. I'm ending this on a depressed note. All right. I want to be in the clubhouse after this. Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah. Career home run in 36 games against the Mets. What's that? 16 home runs in 36 games. Hey, how about the Mets hit him? Maybe that would be helpful. I will plunk him. That's bad sportsmanship. That is. All right. right. Uh, Yeah, we're going to have a little extra something something on the NFL draft for you guys later this week. So please listen and tell your family, tell your friends, tell strangers the car wash. Do it all. All right. That'll do it for this edition of the EDBC podcast. I'm Eric. He's Brian. Till the next time, Brian. Take care. See you.